Ovechkin storming in. Alexander Ovechkin curl and drag to the back end. He scores! Simply sensational! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Pizzas Here podcast, season two, episode six. Today we are joined by yet another special guest, Chris Cerullo, a writer from Russian Machine Never Breaks, a very well-known Washington Capitals blog and podcast. He graduated from Catholic University's business school and has been with RMNB since 2006. Chris, how's it going, buddy? Bro, 2006? How old do you think I am? Did I say six? I meant 16. Yes, you did. My bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm good. How are you boys? You're fantastic. We're good. We're good. Happy to have you here. Thanks for coming on. Happy to be here. All right. So, uh, Chris, so you write articles for uh, Russian Machine Never Breaks. What's that like? Uh, and how'd you get first started with RMNB? Oh, I mean, it's pretty nuts, right? Um, uh, I'm definitely, like, underqualified to write for the, the size of audience we have. You know, like you said, I graduated with, like, just a marketing degree. So I had no actual experience writing or anything when Ian hit me up one day and just brought me in. So like basically all I have is three shitty years of Maryland high school hockey. That's basically all I have that um, experience wise to talk about hockey. Um, and I guess that kind of leads to the second part. Um, there's not really a big story behind it. Um, I used to comment a lot on Rush Machine, like back in the day, I guess. And he used to uh -huh. call me Chris Chris from the comments. Um, and Ian like saw me commenting like a shit ton and just like hit me up on Facebook one day. I think it was like my junior year in college. And like, I just started out doing like live blogs. Like I remember, I remember that was the year they played the Flyers in the playoffs, I think. Um, and Neuvert was just yeah. fucking was insane for no reason. Yeah. Yeah, that's I when I started. Goal, I remember one goal from that series, and we shot it like three quarters down the ice, and it went in. Our fourth member, Will, has just joined the call. Uh, what's up, Will? <laughs> Will, we can't hear you. <laughs> we can't hear you, Will, but we were just booing you. <laughs> we can boo people on this app. <laughs> oh, Hold on, he's piping his over. Will can talk when he can talk. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, any luck? Chris from the comments. Yeah. Oh, I heard you. Let me hear. There we go. We hear you, Will. How's Did it going, it Will? What's up? What's up? How was dinner with the rents? It was good. I went out with my roommates and my parents, and we got we got some uh, Chinese food. So it's always good. Oh yeah. Can't go wrong with that. Oh yeah. Can't go wrong with that. <laughs> All right. Oh, yeah. uh, go ahead, Jake. Yeah. Sorry. Um. So with. RMNB, what's your favorite article that you've ever written for them? And, like, kind of tell us about it. I saw this um, question on Twitter, and honestly, I have, like, such a shit memory. And I've done so <laughs> many that they've just all blended together in my brain. Yeah. Um, but, like, one that sticks out is probably, like, the – you guys know I do, like, the morning numbers posts or whatever. Yeah. Uh, the, the one for the uh, – after they won the cup. I mean, that's pretty obvious, right? I just got to list all the stupid – good shit they did during the the run and stuff um 
also really like to do like draft previews and grades and stuff. Like I have no qualifications to be able to do that, but I mean, it's fun. Right. Um, but yeah, like everything, like I've done so much, so many posts just recently and stuff. So it's, it all blends together. Like if you asked me if I did a recap of a caps game last week, I would not be able to tell you if I did or not. <laughs> I feel that. I feel that completely. <laughs> I just, I just wanted to say, hold on. First up, Tom Wilson just fucking destroyed J- uh, Jari with the puck. Yeah. Six, six to one. The second up. Yeah, but Jari's stopping everybody except fucking Ovi. Wait, it's six one. I must have like a slightly yeah, delayed he, stream. He's stopping. Uh, first, he isn't stopping. Goes. A little bit before I ask you my question. Oh. Is, I was on screen for me a minute while you were answering your question, and I was like smiling. I was like, he needs to get off my screen. I don't know why I'm still on screen, but um. I'm going to start with my question. Um, for our MDB, how do the articles get assigned to different writers? Like, what's the process of, like, deciding on them? Is it, like, a pick-and-choose system, or is it, like, somebody uh, – I don't I don't remember who's up top, but the guy who's on top kind of just dishes out the article for everybody else to uh, make. Yeah, like, Peter uh, replied to this on Twitter, like, joking, like, how we're still trying to figure this out, and it's not exactly even a joke. Like, it's basically a, a first-come, like, first-serve kind of deal. Uh, if you want to write about something, like Ian and Peter, who are the two co-founders, if you don't know, they'll pretty much let you write about whatever you want, like uh, within reason, I guess. Like I've joked in the past about like wanting to write about the best like ever WWE champions. And like Ian says, I can do it if, if I want to. Um, you know, like different writers have like do, like to do different shit. You know, like Ian dominates like the news posts like better than like anyone in hockey. And then Peter... Peter will do like the long analytic shit and like super reflective and insightful stuff. And I just try to be like, like one twenty fourth as good as they are at both of those things. Um, Highly qualified. Yeah. And you know, like my main, obviously my main post that I'm known for and, you know, big air quotes on, on known for is the numbers, the numbers for the morning after posts, you know, where I go over the numbers after every game. You know, it's also an excuse for me to like bitch and complain about the coaching and stuff like that. <laughs> we love doing that, so I, I yeah, that. that's that's a, that's a fan favorite. So, all right, should I ask the next question? No. Yes. Yeah. Ah, that's oh. tough. <laughs> so, I guess going off of like the art articles and stuff, uh, what are like your individual favorite topics to write about? Um, you know, like my favorite stuff and, you know, just in general with RMNB is when I just get to like be a shit lord and try to be funny and stuff on, on like Twitter. So like when I have the recap, like that means I'll have control over the Twitter. Um, so I just get to like try and be funny and stuff or in my morning, like numbers post, I get to complain about the team, you know, with like math. So if somebody says like, you're wrong, um, no, I'm not because it's numbers and you can't say that. Analytics are only true if they go in our favor of our narrative. Exactly. If they don't, then they're bullshit. Analytics are facts because they support Nick Jensen. Hell yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's Isn't not Isn't he first and plus minus right now in Jensen the NHL, for dude? Or Jensen for Norris. I was there in 2019. Don't forget it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but just like, just being, trying to be funny and stuff like that. Trying. I don't yeah, say trying. Definitely, say definitely being big, funny. Be big, big emphasis on big confident. emphasis on trying. No, you are funny. Yeah. I, I don't know if you don't think I'm funny, I'll block you. So. <laughs> I think you're hilarious. What's uh? What's the one guy's name who we were all bullying? The Sabres guy who was like. Oh, Muhammad. Uh, oh, the girl. Not, so, oh. No. 
Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. We had the. Someone pull up the quote. Someone was always like, "Blocks don't care. Your opinion is irrelevant." And yeah. Jake, pull up the quote of the the lady that commented. Oh on my your god, it's my favorite. <laughs> we all just like it. we all just copy it and paste it and just respond. I to tweeted her it the other day because the Sabers are like two seven. <laughs> the Sabers started off with like top five in the NHL and they haven't like they're like they've lost like six straight or something. It's hilarious. Um, it was oh, right here. It's I don't think so. I think we totally no, played the best game of the year. He said was the original thing you said. Me or. Yeah, what, what you was said, your original post you that made say that? Um, oh, I said the Sabres are going to lose five straight. Have they lost five straight? Didn't and they? Then she said, <laughs> oh, no, they beat they said, yeah, they lost. I think they were close. They've been, they were close. They were close. They were close. They said, I don't, I don't think so. I think we totally played the best game of the year. We beat them. We beat them in everything but the score. Our sa our, our Sabres never did Our Sabres. Hammer and And I'm proud of them. <laughs> and then she goes, your shot, in quotes, was one of those, how do you say no? How do you? <laughs> yeah. I mean, she how might do you as well say you know nothing about hockey? She goes, how do you say – your shot was one of those, how do you say you know nothing about hockey without saying it, also in quotes. And now look at her team's record in and, the last two weeks. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. What I, the tweet was, they were – fuck. You guys can go. I'll find it. All right. So, so – um. Wait, I have I have a quick question though, Chris. Um, because I was looking at your Instagram. Did you go to Good Council? Yes, sir. That's where I played. Hey. Dude, I went to Paint Branch and J Jake went to Gaithersburg. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I local would, boys. That's what I'm talking about. I would oh, have yeah. I would have club lacrosse practice at Good Council like every week. Actually, do you know anything about the the football coaches at Good Council? Like in the more recent. And Will went to Northwest. I forgot that one. Who was like, the old? I'm, like the. Bob Malloy was the old coach. coach. I had when I played football and I did good council football camps. He was always the coach when I went. I went to the school with like Stefan Diggs, Kendall Fuller, yeah. all those guys. That's he was insane. one of the counselors one. He was one of the counselors one year. He was my counselor. Dope. Yeah. Did you know Stefan Diggs or did you just like go to school? I did not. I didn't know him, but I got him to sign my yearbook because like everybody there <laughs> knew that dude. Sell was your yearbook in the NFL. <laughs> right. Cut it out of your yearbook and sell it. I, I, I found the record. It says Stefan Diggs for fifty bucks, and someone will buy it. <laughs> Me, me and Malloy would bond because he's a, he was a diabetic as well. So he would come up to me. He was like, anything you need. Happy Diabetics Awareness yeah, Month. Shout, Shout out. out and it's day, too. It's Shout Diabetics Awareness Day Jake. today. Shout out, Jake. I, mean, right, no, I, so... saw the, I found the tweet, by the way. It's the same. It says, since this was tweeted at me, the Sabres are 2 4 and 2. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, so, so, Chris, um, obviously, Stefan Diggs is up there, but. uh. Have you had any uh, memorable or interesting interactions with any Caps players? And uh, just in general, what would what would be your most memorable moment uh, in your time as a hockey writer? I haven't got a chance to meet a whole ton of guys, but I did go to like, oh, just to preface, I guess, like Alex Alexiev, you know, you guys know who it is, right? Yeah. Um, he likes like every single one of Rush Machine's Instagram posts. So he's like our biggest fan, I guess. Um. <laughs> And, like, I went to this – I got to play in, like, a media game that the Caps did, like, a couple years ago, I think. Um, and, like, him and Jonas Siegenthaler were there, and they were, like, running drills and stuff. Um, and this was, like – and, like, Alexiev had just posted, like, a couple days before that that he was, like, at Top Golf or something. So I just went over to him to, like, bust his balls about, like – and we just started talking about 
like uh, just random shit and then like an hour later he just comes up to me randomly and like not prompted by me and he's like hey do you like my golf swing i was like what <laughs> this is just like insane like experience <laughs> um yeah and he's like such a nice like that that dude is such a nice kid and like i'm like really rooting for him to, like one day like cement himself in the nhl hopefully you know and that that whole day is probably just my my most memorable time as like a hockey writer like i was out there with like Tariq from the athletic and locker was in our locker room i met todd reardon i met our boy blaine Forsythe. so yeah that was, that was pretty fun todd reardon so, hey, we got so what you're saying so what you're saying so what you're saying is that you can get Alexiev on the podcast and uh, tweet at him because he'll see it. <laughs> I, I've I've tried to uh, talk to him after that. I don't I don't I'm not sure he knows who I am exactly, but yeah. <laughs> just just post on the RMNB account and be like, hey, it's Chris, the the guy you talked to about Top Golf. Uh, this super cool podcast wants you on the show. You mind uh hitting I mean, him up? <laughs> worth a shot. I'll hold you to that. All right, go ahead, Jake. Or actually, never mind. No, all right, so yeah, so my bad. So um, all right, so we've had we've had three games since our last episode. Uh, they've actually gone pretty well, um, given that it's the Capitals. But uh, last episode we had come back after making predictions and we were all terribly wrong. We had gone zero and three over that stretch. But uh, it's looking on the bright side now. Uh, since our last episode, we're three and zero. Uh. On Monday we beat the Sabers five to three. Thursday we beat the Wings two to zero, and then on Friday we beat the Jackets four to three. And uh, right now, as we speak, there's like six minutes left. We're beating the Pens six to one. I believe That's the Pens fair. are the last place in the Metro seven. right now. I love. They're to still see positive that. though. They're, They're still the, like. Uh, That's just the Metro is so insanely good. You Metro can be is positive. a tank division. You can be positive in the Metro and still be in last place. That's what's insane about our division. Meanwhile, in the Canadian division last year, you could go 500 and be in first place. But, you know. But, uh, yeah, so we're taking a dump on the Penguins. I find that funny because a lot of us had had them in, like, the top three of the division in, like, our first episode this season. We all thought they were going to be a lot better than they are right now. But we're we're 4-0 now from our last episode. I, I guess we could call this game a wrap. You know, knock on wood. They score five Brazil, goals dude. in fucking five minutes, man. I'm they just score five shit. goals in the next five minutes and 30 seconds. Each shit yeah. hit. Anyways, yeah. So so things are looking pretty good right now, considering that we're without, like, three or four of our top players. But what are your guys' thoughts on the last stretch of games? Obviously, obviously things are good so far right now. The last four games have been a success, but – Obviously, in every good performance, there's plenty of bad. I mean, goaltending's been a little shaky. Cough, Samsonov, cough. And uh, hmm. John Carlson can't play defense. But uh, what are your guys' thoughts on the last few games? Pretty good. I don't think there's much. I was I was very happy with them. I mean, we're playing with what is essentially a, like missing a second line. Yeah, uh, and we went... Three and zero, fingers crossed. Four and zero. That that said, like McMichael looks like a top six NHL player. I agree. Right now. Six foot two, just like you top six. In the like to, no, 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 <laughs> top six forward. His bro's like, top like six. Top six, six like David, as in like Drysidel, Ovechkin, David, Drysidel, Ovechkin, Crosby, and then you got McMichael. <laughs> Mc, uh, McMichael's over Crosby right now. Look at the game score. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, Dude, no, Crosby no, no, like, should be suspended. Oh my god! Did you see what he did to Faravari? Yeah, I don't know how that's. Not he literally, he literally threw Faravari face first into the boards like a wrestling toss. That, that's Crosby. a suspension. You can do Holy no wrong. Shit. Smell for probably a week or something. I mean, that doesn't mean he had COVID necessarily, right? He could have been exposed and then put to that. That's true. Yeah, for sure. He missed a sure. lot. I don't know. Yeah. For I, what it was worth. He was, I mean, he was injured too, so he's had a rough start. The year McDavid finally, I mean, fuck it, not McDavid. Crosby finally falls. Also, down. I don't think Samsonov was that bad. I was going to say that. I am. I don't know. He's so back and forth. I'm kind of. It's scared. hard to tell if he's bad or good because I know. the way he plays. Who Carlson? No, no. Carlson was oh. a little icy. No, Carlson, Carlson, Carlson is. Carlson is. Carlson is. Carlson is. We're gonna decide how this bad. game's gonna go. <laughs> that's how that's gonna happen. He flips the coin. Oh, it's tails. Oh, looks like we're playing like dog shit today, <laughs> boys. Oh. <laughs> Carlson. Carlson's mid. just. Carlson's mid. not playing his best hockey right he's now, but. Mid. Because he's mid. That's what his he defense is. mid. His puck handling mid. skills. Ma 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 mid. And of course, the place he's from, America. Mid. <laughs> mid. Does anybody know Fuck. who does that? Who actually says that? Anybody here? Yeah. He's yeah, a MJF wrestler. Is I know that. Awesome. If you don't know what AEW is, MJF is awesome. Shout out to my boy MJF. <laughs> Chris, Peter Hassett yes. said that he'd like you to talk about your IG follows. Follows. All right, let's <laughs> not, not let's not go on, into hold that, on, please. Hold on. Um, no, 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 what's no, no, up no, with no. that? What? Let's let's take a look. Look, look. I don't use Instagram. Okay. The only the only <laughs> <laughs> the only reason I have Instagram <laughs> is to look at attractive women. Okay. Well, you just admitted it. And we, Peter don't, knows we, don't this. we don't object with This is women the perfect here. time to go into the manscape. Peter, Peter knows this because <laughs> if you remember in the past, people people that follow you used to be able to see what you liked, and he would always shit on me for what I like. So, like, all of my likes are either animals, uh, attractive women, or sports teams. Hey, Chris, what's That's your CJC underscore 95. Yeah, there you go. Anything a growing boy really really right, needs. Sports teams, animals, women. <laughs> we got Billy Eilish. Respect. We don't object. We don't. We don't objectify. No, we're not rating women we're, on the pieces here. I'm not rating. Joey, stop I'm just it. making a joke. I'm not gonna rate. We're not. We're not judging how women look on the PHP. We're not Mark Zuckerberg. Dude. All right, back to back to hockey. Let's not let's not get in any dangerous waters. Um. So we we beat everyone's favorite team, the Buffalo Sabers. Speaking of the America, Buffalo America's Sabers, team. we America's haven't even team. said it on the show yet, but Jack Eichel finally got traded. He got traded to someone who oh, yeah. we don't really like, but we're glad that he got traded at least and has his surgery. He had it a few days ago, and apparently it went successful. He already is going on walks and whatnot, so good yeah. for him. But he went to the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, I, I think Vegas is going to – Gain a lot from that trade if he can come back healthy and be even like three sure. fourths. If he can yeah, come I back and be half of the player that he was, issues. then no, I think no, that's great no. for them. I think he will, especially because he hasn't played in a while. And I don't even care what team, as long as he got the care he needed, I wouldn't have cared. He was getting the care he needed anywhere else he would have gone. So I'm glad he's getting it because he's a great player. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad that it's he's fun to watch. It's just insane to me that that was even like possible. For the Olympics, I, I don't too. understand how it's legal. I really don't. I don't either. It's just, it's how they withdrew surgery, or they couldn't give him surgery. But 
pretty interesting. I like I like that like Vegas just kind of just took like massive shots at Buffalo, just saying stuff like. How do I mute on gave, this thing? We gave him the surgery he needed immediately, and they're like, oh. Yeah. It's just so dumb. Like the surgery they wanted to give Eichel, apparently he was still gonna be okay. Like how can you as an organization just right. be like, that's fine. The Chiefscape Pagulas are at it again. I hate the Pagulas. So, so bad. Damn. So. Mer- America's team. Buffalo Sabres, though. America's <laughs> team. So, going going to more Caps news. Uh, Sorry. Just just on uh, what day was it where we played the Blue Jackets? The Jackets. Was, uh, was that Friday. Saturday Jackets. or Friday? So, Friday, our, our beloved Alexander Ovechkin uh, – took over sole possession of fourth place in the all-time goals list. I think we're all pretty happy about that, to say the least. No, it's uh, awful. He's, he's going to he's gonna get to third by the end of the year. So, Yager, we're coming for you. Yeah, but sorry, Brett Hull. I liked your yeah. congratulatory he's video. Thanks for that. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's upset. Oh, boo-hoo. <laughs> Yager's going to come back to North he's America and lace back. He's going to lace back up and, and try to and fight just it. Try to like take him out. Hey, Yager yeah. would fucking do that shit. He could. Yeah, he's he's playing professional he, hockey right no, now. He's not. Yeah, Yager's he's a psychopath. Not retired. I, I, he would sign back with the Capitals like he did the one time. And then that would be hilarious. He just fights Ovi at practice. Yeah. Right. So I well I Tanya action. Like the the guy on the Nats. What was the guy on the Nats that was beefing with Bryce Harper? Um, catcher, I think. Applebon. Yeah. Yeah. All yeah. the contract. Hate him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um. Someone go to the next. So bullet we got goaltenders to talk about. We're gonna start out with Jake. Talk about our young man yeah. Zach Fukali. That's how you say his name properly. Fukali. He shut Amazing out debut. a Detroit offense that's really good, actually. And how impressed are you? Were you surprised he was sending down any comments on I'm, that? Of course I was impressed, especially his – okay, his story – Nah, it was how, mediocre. That's why no, we sent yeah. him back. <laughs> yes, we sent him back. But, no, his – first off, besides the, his performance, his story in general, how he what, drafted in 2013. He's drafted a while, a while ago is, for, uh, to be making his debut. Was he drafted fourth on? Was he Cash drafted in 2013? Possibly. No. I don't know. I, I was I saw a post, but I forgot. But he's been like up and down in the minors and all that stuff. And finally made his debut and made his debut and makes a shutout. First Caps goalie in history to get a shutout in his debut. And again, like, yeah, said, or you said, whoever said it, whatever. Thank you. Um, Great. A, a pretty good Red Wings offense right now. So. Bertuzzi is scoring a lot. Yeah, yeah. he's a real boost to that offense. Um. So we have also Vitek Vanacek. A booster yeah, shot, a if you um, We have Vitek Vanacek. <laughs> uh, tonight is playing very well. Daniel Sprock's going down the tunnel. I'm depressed. Um, uh, Vitek Vanacek's played very what? well tonight. He also started against Buffalo. I mean, they scored like a quick like gimme goal. I don't really give a shit about it. It was fucking Colin Miller putting a puck so fast past him. But I think Vitek has played very well. I think he's definitely established as our starter, especially tonight. After playing as well as he did against the Penguins, obviously it's going to be a victory. They got 53 seconds left. I'd be very shocked if they scored five goals. Um, hey, you never know. I'm not going to. Just stop. Um, <laughs> but I think, in my opinion, it's been very good for him. He has been very good. He's been our best goaltender this year by far. Um, I think if we were to see more of Zach Bukali, maybe. But I think he's been our best this year. So, Will, 
Talk about our boy Sam Sodov. Our lovely, lovely Russian boy. What do you think? I mean, what about him? There's so, so many things. He he will... I just don't know what to think. Like, if you watch, guess watch the Columbus game, I assume. Yeah. And the dude would like, the dude would go crazy at times, making like insane saves. And then, look, I don't think either of the goals that we give up in like that 11 second span were necessarily his fault. Excuse me. But you got to get one of them. You just have to. You have to get one of those. You have to stop one of those shots because you can't be giving up two goals in 11 seconds. Twice. I literally went to a space on Thursday and was talking shit about John Cavalli. He scores two goals the next day. I felt, I felt like. So it's yeah, just like you did with Connor Listen, Sherry. Right, at least it's my own team, and he's scoring for us. Okay. You scored again today, yeah. Yep. Just because Joey Jones strong on the power play. Yeah, I don't know what to say about Samsonov. I mean, you can't trade him no, yet. I mean, He's just not ready. He's I was I was talking to Will the other day. I don't know. It was sometime near the end of last week, but I was on naturalstattrick.com, you know, just oh, trying dear. to become a, trying to become an analytics guy just like uh like that guy Blake love him. But yeah, so I'm looking through goalie statistics and analytics and whatnot and uh I discovered I don't know if it's exactly the same now, but at the time of looking at this, Samsonov was second worst in the league for average distance from the net he gets scored on from. And uh, so, like, most most goalies in this are, like, somewhere between, between 10 and 20 feet from the goal, just average. But Samsonov's average distance from the goal he got scored on by was 36 feet. How do you – how do you – how is your average so high considering that there's goals from close? That means that there must be goals farther from 35. Well, well, How is your average distance from the goal you're getting scored on 36 the feet? The goal was pretty far. The first one was pretty far. The one where he just This was before Blue Jackets. Side. This was before the Blue Jackets. So without that before oh, no, his average distance was getting scored on. How he got scored on by Montour against again yeah, but I mean, if you've taken any statistics class, one goal isn't going to just skyrocket it. It's, I mean, it's going to play a factor, but it's not like it's going to just destroy it. This is like his fourth game. The only, the only person with a worse in that category was Mike Smith. It's Mike Smith, but Samsonov was second to worst in the league, so that's that's very Mike scary. But I also exactly. I also was comparing VTech to Samsonov just in general stats and uh uh vtex gsaa which is uh goals saved above average his is 1.44 which is good he's doing above average in the like situation of like making saves compared to how many you'd expect a goalie average to save so he was doing good samsonov was negative 1.44 which means he's letting in more than an average goaltender would be expected in the different scenarios where they're being shot on from who it's shooting etc so so there's that uh obviously his save percentage is a little lower his is just around 0.9 vtex is around 0.933 uh samsonov's letting in about 2.5 goals a game vtex letting in about 1.7 so it's not just our eyes telling us that vtex better it's not just what we're watching in the game 
statistics wise, VTEC is clearly performing better right now. So, Chris, what do you, uh, I mean, they both like, think about all the, the goaltender situation. Who do you like going forward? Yeah. Uh, between Vanacek and Samsonov? I know you probably have a good opinion because you do a lot of the numbers stuff for RM, RMNB. Goalie, nice. goalie stats, shit. I don't, I don't, I don't understand any of it. So I'm, I'm shit with that stuff. But I do, but I do come with hot takes. So I got you there. Um, <laughs> I think you gotta roll with these two dudes until at least the like the deadline, and um, and then you make a decision there. If like Samsonov is just horrendous, um, at that point, then you you gotta reassess things. But I think with Fukale, it's definitely a more of a off-season question and um unless things get like really really terrible um this season before that but um or unless they do something like like crazy and trade for for john gibson then becomes a like a a null point anyway but i think you just got to ride these guys vtech's obviously the better goalie in my opinion but yeah last week when we were talking with travis um we we made the bold take um Trade Samsonov for, for uh. Did I say trade fucking Carl Hagler about what's his, times? For uh, Mark Andre Fleury for Samsonov one for one. Who says no? <laughs> Fleury's done. Dude, I would absolutely I love to get John Gibson. At least as a backup or a guy to come in. Like, imagine it be like him. It'd be like the 2015 Blackhawks when they had Delia and uh, Crawford. Or Ronta and I don't remember which one they had. I think they had Ronta because they. You you say John Gib is John Gibson looking no, to leave? They're good. They're really good. They're third in their division. I uh, yeah. I know, for yeah, some reason, the Ducks have won like six yeah, in a row. But like they're, before they're, that, they're actually yeah. they're actually dude, they're, they're, they're a big like surprise a this, year. Score this year. He's nasty. Troy Terry is Troy Terry is playing out of his mind. He's my he's my pick later for fuck you. God damn it, EA. That's fine too. I wrote I wrote it down like three days. I literally screenshotted the Instagram post on NHL to not forget. I picked him up off of waivers in fantasy and he's just carrying for me. It's amazing. He's gonna say Matt Duchesne. Matt Duchesne is also playing out of his mind. He has like fourteen in the last ten. Matt Duchesne has like fourteen points in his last ten. The the Preds are on the rise, but no, yeah. If if we could, I don't, I don't think it would happen. But if we could somehow get John Gibson, if I would, I would Gibson, buy his jersey that day. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'd buy his jersey that day because he's su- he's such a talented goaltender. He's just been in a garbage franchise for his That's, career. If you're obviously, Gibson, they're doing better be honest, right now. You're gonna get Gibson, you're probably gonna have to give them Samson. Uh, oh, you're gonna have to give them. By the way, Troy, Ter- Troy Terry does have another point oh, tonight. Lovely. I feel like he has a point streak of like it's 20 games. Yeah, four, <laughs> fourteen games. Um, fourteen games. On it, I mean, I think I think Samsonov still has some trade value, considering he's done somewhat well in the past. And obviously, it's been a general consensus that he does have a ceiling. He does have the potential to be a good starting goaltender. He's just not he cutting it right now. This year, we do know that, right? He shut out a team. But he's yeah, not, like played bad. I just I think personally, One game, though. the game against like Florida shot his confidence a lot because that game looked like something was going on mentally, and then like he goes back out on the ice. And the first goal he gets interfered with, and it's like, well, I'm fucked. Like, I don't know what to do. And then the Montour goal was like, if I let him that Montour goal, I would pull myself. I'd be like, you know what? I'm fucking good. I don't need Brandon Montour scoring on me. I am going to go. Uh, I'd buy Gibson's jersey the day they announced the trade. I would if we too, got him. But I don't think we're going to be getting Gibson. Because he'd be here for a while. He's still very young. Absolutely. He's 26. He's, he's, he's as good as he is right now at a young age. He's and, you know, 
everybody knows that goaltenders. He's twenty seven. I think he's, he's like twenty six or seven. He's like the third youngest player. He's, he's really young. Actually, we're pretty young this year. I can't really answer that. <laughs> no, also, also, dude, we went from also, we went from a senior citizen home to a daycare. Yeah. I got. <laughs> and we're winning again. <laughs> our, our babies. Speaking oh, of one of our babies, or not? I got. I got a. I got a. I got parents in town this weekend, so I got a lot of stuff I have to do. But uh, sorry to just pop in for a minute. But uh. Everybody yeah. say bye nice. to Will. Bye, Will. I'll give him a clap. I'll give you a clap because he, he booed you coming over. Who fucking booed him? I booed him from me. I hit clap. I respect no it. I right, will take care. Right, Tell thanks, your family guys. to stay I will low. talk to y'all. Have take a great care, one. Take care, man. Go, hey, by the All way, right, horns we'll, down, buddy. We'll see ya. Um, <laughs> I brought them to this game. I literally brought them. I brought them to the Kansas game. Yes, we went to the game. Oh, yeah, I tweeted that. I'm so sorry. Both of us sucked yesterday. It's Virginia a, Tech won, baby. And on that Same note, record. on that note, y'all have yeah, a good one. That was all right, well. trip to bowl eligible. Road to okay. bowl eligible. Bowl eligible, baby. All right. So, all right. So now, <laughs> so next, next six in, six. Gotta be next six in six. cap Gotta be news. Six six. Gotta be six all right. Six. Anyways, all right, all right. So next, next for cap news, um, caps news. So today, I think we're all happy about this. Uh, our boy Nick Dowd. Resigned for three years, uh, 1.3 mil average value. I think I think it's not the greatest deal for a four line center, but there's definitely worse. It definitely could be worse. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with resigning a four C that you're familiar with. There's nothing bad that can come from keeping a guy who's reliable, our best face off, face off guy around. So I'm completely happy about him coming back. I love Nick Dowd. Contract just told me one thing, and that's Lars Eller is getting the fuck off this team pretty soon because Conor McMichael is definitely ready to play, and there is nothing stopping him anymore. Like you can't keep Conor McMichael off this roster when when everybody's back. Um, so and if and next year when we're rolling with Kuznetsov and Backstrom as the top two, um, I'm sorry, I love Lars Eller, but um, it's time to go. Um. He scored today, didn't he? Yeah, or like he had a good the other day. day. I, he's, like he's actually he's been doing well. We called out Lars Eller last year, but he's actually done really well this week. Ever since Travis said he was playing like shit last episode, he's been playing very Absolutely. well. So we'll see yeah. how that how that continues or not. Really, you know, do you want a guy who's making like three million a year on your roster to, for like one more year, or guys making one point three for the next three years? And I think they're going to pick Nick Dow because Nick Dow produces a really at a really great rate for a fourth line center. I don't think <clears> he's also younger, I believe. So he's, yeah. he's probably going to be the one that's going to Yeah, out. Nick Dowd is not Matthew Dowd. I don't even know who that is. He's an American political pundit and consultant. I don't know who you are, but he's Put him in Nick Dowd, Nick Dowd is 31. So Nick Dowd's a little older than we would think, but Eller is 32. I'll take the one year. <laughs> Goodbye, Lars Eller. <laughs> um, if we can... If, uh, because next year, next year we have Lapierre, so yes. if we if we have next year, Kuznetsov first center, Backstrom second center, and McMichael and Lapierre three and four. I mean, I'm I'm happy with that. I I'll take a little bit more because Lapierre. We're gonna talk about that a little more later. I guess I can just oh. say it now. But uh, recently, Lapierre went back to the QMJHL with his uh, junior team, Acadie Bathurst Titan probably pronounced that completely incorrect but he went back uh you know as we all know if a rookie plays more than 10 games on their 
rookie contract that counts as a year towards their rookie contract. If they don't and you send them back, then it doesn't count on their deal. Obviously, cap space, we want to send him back so that we can save another year of his rookie contract. We want to save money. It makes sense. As much as we all like LaPierre, and even though he played somewhat well for being a rookie in his first few games in the NHL, he scored a goal. You know, I, I think we can all agree he's not just quite there. Like, he's he's very close, but he's not ready to be a full-time NHLer yet, at least in my opinion. But with another year of development in the juniors, I think he could 100% be ready next year. So if we if we bring him next year and have McMichael, obviously, that's for – Completely good centers that I'm right with. I'm not gonna lie. I think his face-offs. That I'm stupid. That's that's four. That's five centers. So I was about to say. I'm dumb. I'm dumb. Yeah. So we have Kuznetsov and Backstrom. If we put if we put McMichael at three C and Dowd at four C, that's perfect. I'm fine with Lapierre playing on a wing. I'm completely fine with Lapierre playing on the wing. I I think he's fully capable. I don't see any reason why he couldn't. A lot of depth changes next offseason because you're probably going to see that's what i'm saying because like yeah. if we keep Haglin, if we if we keep lars eller that's not going to work we can't work with six centers L- you know eller, so we'll buy lars eller sherry Later, buddy. i'm not gonna like, lie sherry you, might go too <laughs> uh, I, wouldn't like that. I mean, I I mean I don't know. he's younger and he's really i know i like sherry all right chris chris what Chronic do you think about the nick Dow deal what do you what do you think about the nick Dow deal chris um it's fine. Um, I, th- I saw some people complaining about because they always people always complain when they when, when uh, the youth gets uh, when the youth get blocked a little, I guess. But but if you think about it, like none of these center prospects, like McMichael, Lapierre, Protus, none of those guys are fourth line role center guys anyway. Um, right. I'm always a little wary of like term for like fourth liners because I know we've gotten fucked by it with. Haglin and and panic and stuff like that. Stonehands Haglin. But I mean, but the um the yeah. average a year is really small, and it wouldn't be hard to trade away or bury. But at the same time, Dowd has earned it, and I think he's definitely a needed piece on the team. Considering we can't win, faceoffs are overrated in terms of importance. I think, but sometimes yeah. you just gotta win a goddamn faceoff, and he's like the only guy on the team that I would trust to do that, other than Backstrom, I guess sometimes. Um, it's fine. Yeah. I, asked, I going back to the Lapierre. I would not be surprised to see him in Hershey all year next year, and not with the Caps. Yeah, because um, that's kind of what they did. Uh, um, they probably would have done that with McMichael if this year, obviously, if no, if the entire team didn't decide to get hurt. I think. Um, so yeah, I think we'll probably see, like you guys were just saying, some depth moved off the roster in favor of some youth, hopefully. I say because I thought that was going to happen before, and then they brought in fucking Chara and stuff. So, so hopefully that happens this summer. Jake, go ahead. No, Je- go ahead. guess you what? You'd like to speak. Guess What's what? Um, Kavita, kombucha, just responded no to my DM. <laughs> oh God! They just responded to my DM. So, uh, they said our podcast sounds awesome, and to email them, and they'll pass it on. To the members of their team, so Carvina! we want some com- we want some kombucha. So we're working on that. Kombucha is so good. I actually love kombucha so much. Anyways, back to back to what we we're talking me. about. Well, next up is Kuznetsov. All right, uh, it's been a good month for Kuznetsov. I saw EA do the thing. Does this? Oh god, this is the worst. <laughs> oh wait, 
to that, to that. I Go guess. ahead, Joey. Kuznetsov uh, is now back on the Russian national team because they realize they actually need more than one center because of Denny Malkin's their only one. So um, that we I remember one of our fir- our first episode we looked at all the Russia all the rosters. And the biggest thing I remember us yeah. saying was that the Russian wings are really good, but their center core is they had no center depth. With Kuznetsov back, yep. it goes from abysmal to like okay. But do you guys think they have Chris? Do you think te- like Russia has a chance now that Kuznetsov's added back to the fold as a center on that team? Because their top center would be Malkin. I think now it would probably be Kuznetsov considering Malkin's been injured. Do you think there's any chances for Team? Yeah, Russia? it's. Uh, it, to be honest, well, to, first of all, I don't know if it's exactly 100% confirmed, but it pretty much is. I have to say that because I wrote the article today. Um, it's weird, you know, you know, with Russia because, you know, like in the past when, like, you looked at their teams, it was always like they had like three NHL D-men. But now it's definitely like down the middle where they're hurting. Um, and, you know, they've kind of like rebuilt that decor like hella quick. You know, there's like like Sergachev and, and Provorov and um, who else? Uh, like Romanov and Montreal. So they've kind of like rebuilt that decor pretty quick. And like, especially in front of Vasilevsky. So you don't really have to worry too much about that. And, but the center wise, they need Kuzi because Malkin is probably going to be hobbled still a little bit, just coming back from like major surgery. Um, so yeah, like what do they have after those two guys? Bunch of KHL dudes uh, playing with like the best. And Gregorenko are the three that they have. Uh, okay. Domestikov's not terrible, but I mean, fuck, you got Canada that's putting Stamkos like the third. I mean, Domestikov's been doing well. Well, you're putting that Stamkos scoring depth is going to compete line for Canada. You're going against Stamkos. You're fucked. <laughs> yeah, that that the scoring depth on Russia is going to compete with like with like Finland and in the Czechs and the Slovaks and stuff. But it's always a, I think it's a two horse race, obviously. With Canada and the U.S., unless unless the U.S. GM is awful and 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 decides that Seth Jones needs to play thirty minutes line. Seth Jones. If John Carlson's on the top two pairings, then we're boned. No, we know John Carlson's going to go to the Olympics and just ball out. Let's go. Ian Olin just followed PHP, baby. Let's go. Defense for for the Team Canada. This was a couple years ago. It's Varenski and Jones. Uh, Hughes and Carlson, Quinn Hughes, and then Fox and McAvoy. You're probably gonna see guys like Krug and Slavin get Slavin get put in because Slavin is incredible, and Krug is also like a very good, a very high velocity guy who goes. I'm gonna score a bunch, and I'm gonna. We'll we'll talk about the defense later. Um, their goaltending. I I can't remember who said it. I can't remember who said it on Twitter the other day. But they, they made a take. They were like, would it be wrong of me to say that USA's defense is better than Canada's? It's not. Honestly, it's that's not. not a bad take. It's you not a bad take Kurt at all. You have Norris winner Adam Fox. You have Charlie McAvoy. Adam Fox and McAvoy pairing together would be good. insane. Carlson is not terrible. He's probably the best scoring defenseman no. in the entire league. Probably. They're going to put McDonough on the damn ice, and it's going to screw us. McDonough's also a guy you could throw in there. Um I don't want to, though. There's people better than McDonough. It should be Hughes, Carlson, Fox, McAvoy, Krug, Slavin. That should be the six, in my opinion. I think you could bring Jones or Wierenski for... I think uh, Petrie will probably be That's in there, true. Jeff, Petrie's whatever his name good. is. I don't think that'd be a bad ad. We had, did we have Olympic team predictions, like one of our yes, first that was couple the first episodes? Yeah, no, that's what Joey was talking about. I'm looking at the exact same We got to look back at that, right? I'm looking at the exact same. Yeah, I was saying, we got to look back right, at so, that. I, I think, like Chris said, I think it's still going to be a race between USA and Canada for, like I think they're on a tier of their own. But 
I don't think teams like Finland or maybe Sweden, but Finland and Russia, I think, are definitely close. They don't have the ex- like the level of depth that Canada and USA do, but their top few offensive lines are insane. And like you have to remember, Russia has Vasilevsky, so Vasilevsky can save a game by himself. The issue with Finland, so, I want to add, is their projected goaltender at that current time of the article was Tuka Rask. And I don't know what the fuck happened. I mean, no, he, he's... They actually they said, like, today or something. So it's not like they can be like, oh, we're fucked. He said, he said in an interview this week that he's fighting to be back for Their the Olympics. So he might be back. really good. Their center depth is really good. It's They've got Barkov, Aho, Hintz, and... Kota Finland's... Kota Finland is, is really the good. The wing depth isn't bad either. They're throwing Line and Rantanen out there after you. On the top line. Shout out, shout out quick to Joe Beninati. Absolutely it's his birthday no, today. We love you, Joe. Yeah. But like you, because you mentioned Tuka Rask, that makes me remember one of the first things that Joe B said on season one, what episode eight. He likes pickles on pizza. Yeah. Tuka Rask puts pickles on his pizza. That's, that's a true. To be fair, I have tried it and it's not bad. Yeah. I, you're not going to see me doing that. I'm sorry. There's a place here called Mountain State Brewing Company, and they have a cheeseburger pizza. I follow them on Instagram. <laughs> very good. They're very. It's a very good pizza. Go to Devil's Backbone. Absolutely, but I yeah. think big big Vienna lock. Wait, 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 wait. Oh God. Yeah. Big supporters. I'm, I'm Anyways, looking at Canada's defense, and the person who said that USA's is really good, Canada's actually might be kind of better. It's. I mean, that article is not completely accurate, well, the though. the people they have on here are pretty good. They got McCarr, Hamilton, Theodore Petrangelo, Ekblad, Riley, and then Shabbat and Dowdy. Yeah. That's pretty Dowdy is Sorry. atrocious now, though. No, he's been pretty good. Jake, are you seeing the comment? Dowdy's been pretty good. This yeah, Jake, that's what I'm seeing? about to comment on. That's what I'm about to comment <laughs> yeah. on. I do not need to be fired into the sun. It's a, it was, it was a good pizza, okay? It was the cheeseburger pizza from Mountain State Brewing Company. It was very good. The pickles had a nice touch on it. You have to try it. I don't know who Alpha Z, ZL7 oh, is, but whatever. He is making some vicious claims against you, my man. That is unreal. Oh, he he says I need to be fired into the sun. Have you tried it? It's like pineapple on pizza, man. Just don't try this. Ah, shut up, Joey. <laughs> All right. Uh, since it's, Will's, it's better since than pineapple on pizza because pineapple on pizza is not good. Since Will's not here. Uh, <laughs> Since Will's not here, you keep doing it, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, since Will's not here, um, the power play, honestly, it actually scored tonight. Um, Wilson scored that nasty breakaway goal on Jerry, but the power play has not been good. Jerry. I'm going to call him whatever I want to call him. Um, he scored that goal. And then, um, but besides, the power play has not been good. I have noticed that the biggest thing that's been going on is that they're, they're shadowing Ovechkin. They are shadowing him. They're not letting him get open. Anytime he is anywhere near a threatening position, there is somebody got like basically heat sinked on him. Like Stevens for Detroit did it. I think people don't support the goal. The goal Jenner race cause it's upsetting. Jenner and Corrali were on him yesterday or two days ago. And I think tonight it was, um, I think it was a lot of McGinn. Who was the one guy on the jackets that like blocked his first shot with his stick. It broke in half. Oh my and then he God. steps back I, in like, front and blocks the second shot. Whoever that was, you have my respect. I would not jump in front of his shot once, let alone twice. Um, but good for but you I on think, that. Now, with Ovechkin getting shattered, I, in my personal opinion, I think it has to do with the fact that Oshie and Backstrom are both still out. And when you have like all yeah. five top weapons on the power play, 
you really like with the Capitals power play, every single one of them, I don't think people understand this. Every single one of them can shoot the puck really well. And that's what makes it a threat because you're like, oh, well, you got Ovi's really good shot. Well, yeah, if he throws it over to Kuznetsov, he's burning that shit right by you. Or if it's down low to Backstrom, he's wrapping around and shooting it right by you. Or Oshie's out in front, like, tipping John Carlson shots. Like, it's it's a it's a power play that's really good when 100% healthy. It reminds me a lot of what the Penguins ran out when they were winning back-to-back -back cups. You had, obviously, Latane at the point running it all. He's the, he's the guy who was, like, just howitzering shots. Then, of course, you have... Crosby and Malkin, I think, were at opposite. I think Malkin might have been the underneath guy, kind of what like Kuznetsov does when he everybody's healthy. You had Kessel at the other uh, wing, and then you have Hornquist in the middle. It's a, pretty much the same setup. It's they basically have the two guys on the wings can shoot it really well. The one guy at the point lace like just shoots absolute bombs, and then of course you have the guy in front who's really well built to um just get in front of the goaltender, screen him, and then you have the down low guy who is really good at just facilitating the rebounds, getting everybody the puck well, which is what Kuznetsov does the best, I think, on the power plays. He really is good at just facilitating the puck really well, but he's been forced into Backstrom's role, and I don't think that suits him too well. Um, I think Backstrom's a lot better at it because he's able to, like, trust that, like, you know, Ovetsis at the side, and they've, they've been playing together since they were both drafted. It's not it's easy to build that trust when you've been playing together that long. Um, Chris, do you think it's to do with the injuries that the power play has been kind of bad, or do you think it's something systematic that might be a problem? Excuse me. Like, there's a system, like, you know, Blaine Forsyth needs to be fired, or... Um... Well, first, it is... first. The first part is true. It's, it's the injuries definitely are, are hurting things, but at the same time, I think it's being made worse by the people that he's chosen to replace those players, Carter. in my opinion. I... <laughs> One of them, yes. But I think, you know, like the main thing people are always complaining about is the, the slingshot and stuff. And this might be some like hardcore copium for me, but I don't think the slingshot is, is that big of a deal. Um, and I, I feel like they have to have some sort of like analytic basis as to why they keep doing it. And it must show that it works more than it doesn't. Um, so I don't think the entries are the issues, but what I do, would want to see is I think the, the current structure with the current guys that are healthy is, is just not right. Like if I'm coaching, I'm putting Connor McMichael on the goal line where Sherry is, and I'm putting Daniel Sprong in the slot. I think like a lot of the issues right now are you have these guys that are, they don't have the hands to um, it, it's the power play feels rigid. Like they pass it, they pass it, they pass it to the same guys every single time. And they'll get one shot, it gets blocked, they get, it gets cleared, and then they'll have issues getting the puck back in. Um, yeah. So, like, if I'm coaching, I'm having the guys with speed and the guys with hands playing those two more down-low positions because it becomes a lot less um, predictable because they can maybe turn and, and maybe feed Ovi um, instead of always just going back, right back to Kuznetsov, who just goes back to Carlson, who then jams Ovechkin with the 19 passes, and then the puck leaves his own. That's an interesting Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I think you're right. I, I, I definitely think, I'm sorry. I, I definitely think things will be better when we have Oshie and Backstrom back and even Manta for the power play. I mean, obviously Ovechkin is our guy. He's known for power play shots. It's his thing. It's the office. But I, I honestly would say like, maybe not, but it definitely is arguable. Hot take. Oshie is our second most important player on the power play. I don't know if you guys agree with that in any sense, I, I but Oshi Oshi scores so many so, power play goals. So just productive like on the in the middle. So. Like, 
right in the slot, right in front of the other team's net. He gets, he gets, he gets copious amounts of chances, either deflecting shots right in front of the net, either getting it in the slot and ripping it right away. And even if he's not touching the puck, that's the thing that's so valuable, valuable about him in that position that he's so good at. Even if he's not touching the puck on the power play, just him being there, either shielding the goalie or occupying a defender, just like everything he does on the power play is so valuable to us. So obviously Backstrom, his ability to feed Ovechkin and other players on the power play is going to be insanely good when we get him back. But I think Oshie's coming back is going to be very good for both the team and the power play. So mm-hmm. that that's something to look forward to. Hopefully that can fix yeah, things. Um, the point is, is I think, the, like you said, the injuries there, but the personnel choices are just really weird. Like, you have one of the best five-on-five players in Connor McMichael, and you're you're just not giving him any power play time for whatever reason. Like I get Connor Sheary is productive; he's a good player, but like McMichael's better. Like I'm sorry, McMichael's better, and he plays Connor Sheary's position a lot better because Connor Sheary is a winger. You have a power player that has three wingers, three on the ice. That means only one, two guys at best are good at facilitating the puck and like running the power play. When we're running a healthy power play, it's two wingers, two centers, one uh, one defenseman. And there's a center down low. As you saw, there's a center on the opposite point of Ovechkin and um, Backstrom. And then there's Carlson at the point. And it allows them to be more confident passing to each other. And Oshie also is an amazing passer, from whatever we know. And Ovechkin's a good passer, too. I'm not saying he's not. I mean, shit, tonight he just started passing dimes to everybody. But um, I think the biggest thing about this is you need to like give yourself another facilitator or a guy who's you know, not going to score every time on the power play, but it's going to make the puck move. I mean, because Netsov's doing it that. It needs to be not just him, though, because it's just him and Carlson passing the puck yeah. back and forth, and it's predictable if you're a defenseman because you're like, if just keep it contained. Yeah, that, then, that's the biggest thing. That's, and you'll, just, yeah. you'll never see the puck go to somewhere dangerous. And if you put McMichael out there, you make him a threat where Sheary is, you can now move Wilson in front of the net for good and have him down low because Netsov can stay up at where he's at or move down low and if you want McMichael at the other end. And whatever you want to do, it makes it more interesting because right now all teams are seeing is, oh, it's Connor Sheary. This dude is like not very good at moving the puck, but he can shoot it. So all I got to make sure is watch the puck when I'm around him. And if, as long as he doesn't get past me, he's a non-factor. And like that's the thing. Also, Carlson just doesn't shoot from the point at all anymore. Like I get you want Ovechkin to score, but if Carlson's going to score like that, can we just fucking let him? Like did somebody tell Carlson like to stop shooting from the point because it's annoying how like – he, he always forces the pass, and I'm like, you don't have to force it. Fucking take the shot. That was – yeah, that same thing was my problem with uh, Brendan Dillon. He would do the same thing. He would shoot – this isn't all power play, but this is just in general. He would just shoot pucks from the point. No, it just – yeah, it would just – he would just shoot pucks from the point. It's annoying. It's annoying. How is how is he doing? Neil Pionk had that one really nice he's goal the other day. Really for the Jets. Neil Pionk, nice. he's pretty good. He and Bre- Morrissey. I was I was talking about Brendan. Dillon. No, we know. It's just, it's, it's, um, no, we were just saying that. Um, how's yeah, the they're talking. They're, they're talking about good hockey yeah, players. Yeah, we're talking about great hockey players, not that scrub. Uh, <laughs> to all of our to all of our Caps chirp listeners, I mean chirp and DMV listeners, we apologize for any Brendan Dillon slander. But, I mean this with the most, you know, such, such I, as I that. will say this right now. These two can attest to me. I was a humongous Brendan Dillon truther until that game against the Rangers, where he got fucking destroyed by. Um, he fought. Fo- he followed me on. He followed me on Twitter, I think, because I was complaining about him. And then <laughs> I just noticed recently more. he. You should have been louder. He, I noticed recently he unfollowed me. 
Um, I hope you enjoy your no airports, Brandon Dillon. You can't fly out and fight me anymore. Does does uh does Braden Holpe still have Washington in his Twitter bio like he did? Or he I know he had like a caps picture as his profile picture or something. Yeah, yeah, I know. Um Yeah, so so speaking of injuries, um it was uh so, uh, I can't remember exactly who said it today, but uh, a reporter said that Oshi, Backstrom, and Dowd all skated in full gear today at uh, their own individual practices. So I'm happy to hear that. You know, news, yeah, man. clap it up. That that's great news. Uh, we need them back very, very badly. Uh, all three yes. of them, and. We're not getting Mantha back till at least the playoffs at the very earliest, so that's yeah. upsetting. But like we've been talking about for the entire episode, getting Oshi Backstrom and Dowd back will be very, very good for the Washington Capitals. Yeah. So I'm I'm looking forward to that. I'm wearing a Backstrom jersey today in support of him coming back soon. So we love you, Nicholas. Come back. But uh, yeah. So we were talking a little bit about it earlier for like next year. You know, might lose. Eller or somebody. All right, Joey. Um, yeah, but obviously next year is a, a toss-up. We don't know exactly what's going to happen yet with having like five or six good NHL playable centers. But for this year, uh, centers the center situation is going to be a little iffy when Backstrom and Dow come back because obviously we have Kuznetsov on the first line, Backstrom on the second line, Dow on the fourth line. The third line, what are we going to do? Connor McMichael is like a top three player on our team right now for the last couple of weeks. He's been playing out of his mind. Even if he's not scoring a shit ton of goals, he's producing well. Analytically, he looks insane. He creates an absolute boatload of chances. He's sound defensively for the most part. Connor McMichael is, is turning out so far to be the guy that we all want him to be and know he can be. So shout out future of the Washington Capitals. But future but, looks good. What are we – what do we what do we think is going to happen though? Because I mean, I, I want to hear what Chris, Chris thinks might happen. But if we have if we have Kuznetsov on the first line, Backstrom on the second line, that's a lock. Dowd is pretty much a lock for the fourth line. No one's going to change that. What do you, what do you think is going to happen? Do we put McMichael on a wing or something? Do we put Eller on the bench? What, what do we what do we do? What do you think is going to happen? And what do you want? Or what do you think is going to happen? And what do you what would you do? Well, we know we know what's going to happen is it's going to be Kuznetsov, Backstrom, Eller, Dowd, um, and then McMichael or Sprong will be getting scratched every night. Um, that's what's Why going can't we to just happen. Bench I think. Coral Haglund, man. I, I'd like, to, I'd like to oppose a possibility. Do you think there's a chance? Because with Manta being out now, there's an open spot at the wing, and there's a good chance if we're keeping one of the forwards that's currently, it's going to be McMichael. Do you see them possibly trying, like, you have Sprong, um, fuck, no, Shiri, Eller, and McMichael on the line, and you just kind of rotate Eller and McMichael a little bit at the center position, basically switch them almost every shift and to see which one kind of fits better? Do you see them doing that possibly to see if that might work out? Uh, I just, I just think, like, Laviolette is just so, like, the only reason that he's that we have the lineups we have now is because of the injuries. He's just like a coach that, like, once he has something, he's gonna go back to it and back to it and back to it and back. So, like, I I don't think he's like a guy that's gonna experiment too much if he has his guys in the lineup. 
I would obviously love uh, McMichael to stay at center, and he probably should. But you know, it's that's just not going to happen, in my opinion. I mean, he might surprise us. Who knows? McMichael needs to be no, in the lineup. He up just he's so good. Michael, no, for sure. Like, oh my god! It's not like he gives a shit. We killed him for like the, la- the last two years, and no, because to be fair, any any, cases, co- any coach of the Washington Capitals are going to kill. He had matter. justifications. <laughs> like in some cases, like his. The Caps could win the Stanley Cup and go eighty-two and zero, and we'd still be coming for his head for something. <laughs> we'd still want that fucking asshole fired because he just he he doesn't want to change his power play shit. Um, but I think you. <laughs> you. <laughs> but I I think I think you either do what I say and do that third line rotation, or if you don't trust him yet for that third line, which I don't fucking know why. He took on Jeff Carter tonight and was doing amazing. Like, that's not like some, like, even if he's, he's a veteran, he's all, I don't give a shit, it's Jeff Carter. He's still really good. And that's an impressive, like, that's an impressive, like, step for me. Is he's, he's matching up against now these top flight guys and is playing really well. Like, and you can't really sit back and be like, oh, well, it was, it was nothing. He was playing in an injured role. By the way, with wingers who aren't top six wingers, I mean Sprong, but not top six wingers. But like you're you're seeing him playing as good as he has. You simply can't just tell him take a seat. No, if, if anything, it's gonna be Haglin. It needs the young guys are probably gonna go first. Like Protus, I think will go first. AJF will probably go second, and you'll probably see Leeson go last because Leeson's playing really well too. I think people are. I'm, I'm sold on Leeson being on this team next year at some point. He's incredible. Um, but I think you can't just simply tell him you're going to go take a seat this season with how good he's been. You denying him that, especially since you sent down Hendricks, it's like, you can't just be like, nope, nope, fuck you, sit down. No, that you're, you're starting McMichael. I'm sorry. Like, I don't care. If you, if you, go ahead. if you had to guess who pl- the, the, the five players that played the least in this game for the Caps were, who would okay, you guess? Leeson, uh, um, AJF, Protus. Hathaway and Sprong. McMichael is one of them. So like I'm just dude. telling you this dude, this dude, he 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 likes he trusts what he knows. So like Garnet Hathaway is never not gonna play less than twelve minutes a game. So like once these guys come back for injury, I'm telling you, it's gonna be Sprong or, or McMichael Fuck, sitting on the bench. Like Connor Sheary okay, played six. Connor Sherry played played sixteen minutes tonight, so like you know who's gonna play. This man. How did he ever win a cup? <laughs> how did Laviolette? How did he take the fucking hurricane to a cup? The hurricanes. God, I hate this man. Okay, um, but anyways, I just I I get that like he's he's stubborn, but. I think at some point, like like McMichael, this isn't a case of like it's it's not like Vrana where Vrana was struggling and he's not playing. The, McMichael's playing incredible, and like at some point he's gonna recognize that. Like he's gonna, I I don't think he can deny it. Like he keeps scoring, he keeps creating chances, he makes things happen on the ice. I have no idea what the hell that noise was. Um, he keeps like proving himself. We expected this dude to be the next coming of. Like Jesus, basically, and like Jesus, and now he is like he's he's living up to it almost. He's incredible, 
and it's like it's incredible that he's lived up to that expectation. Mike. Joey just cut out for me. He just fucking muted me. Um. <laughs> oh, I no. didn't. Sorry, I thought you muted me. But basically, he's he's so good, and I don't think this is gonna be like a Bronis situation where we just piss him off. But I think Laviolette's gonna realize that like he's been one of the big pieces carrying us through this like injury nightmare in the beginning of the season. He's gonna stick with it. I think he will. It's like with Sprong. I think he eventually kind of learned to trust Sprong a lot more. And I think this year him getting benched was just like you know. A lapse in judgment, I'll call it. But I think we'll see what happens that w- when they come back because I think it'll be interesting. Jake, what do you think about um? What do you think about his, uh, what Chris said? Sprong McMichael. Do you see that coming down, or do you see something else happening? Sprong or yeah, McMichael or Sprong? When all of them come Michael. back, there's going to be a 12th spot right now because what you got? Yeah. So Sprong is a free. Is he a free agent this year, coming uh, season? UFA. I. I mean, UFA. Actually, RFA. He's an RFA. He's an RFA. I. I RFA. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think we'll still see more time for Sprong just as of right now, just because it's Laviolette, and then we won't. We'll, you know, I think we'll see Mike Michael more next year. In my opinion, we're gonna see him a lot this year, obviously, and I think he's been like, well, we all know he's been our best player, but I just think Sprong won't be on the team next year. I have a feeling, so we'll just see a lot more of Mike Michael, and. It's gonna be. I think it's gonna be a lot more productive. I'm not saying Sprong's not productive. Sprong's pretty good, but just McMichael and you know he has a lot of hype. We all know that he has a lot of hype. Like he's a good player, and I think he's gonna continue to be good throughout the season with the time he has on the ice, and he's gonna transfer into next season as well. So, that's all I Jake, check the message chat on Jitsi. Yeah, I'm excited. Next year's gonna be a lot of young guys. Next year, because I'm curious to see, like like Chris said, he thinks that um, he thinks LaPierre is going to be in Hershey possibly all next imagine. year. But we'll take the same route like they did with Michael. They'll send him to Hershey for a full season to really get the the NHL experience in a, in a way, and then definitely possible. At that point, you'll be two years left on the Dow deal. You'll have McMichael as an established center. You could just be like, we can either have him as a winger or trade Dow. Fuck it. Anyway, guys, as you know, we got a nice sponsorship from Manscaped. Supportive, uh, support of the Pizzas Here podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming, champions of the world. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped just launched their fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right, the 4.0. Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you, 20% off free and free worldwide shipping with code PHP at manscaped.com. Yes, let me reiterate, code PHP at manscaped.com. Make your balls look nice. Your balls will thank you. Got mine right here. Thank you. You got mine right here. Uh, Nice lawnmower 4.0. If you turn it on, light comes on so you don't, don't hit headlight. anything you're not trying to hit. You got a headlight. It can nice. turn off. It can turn off. Yeah, you know. A couple good guards yeah. come, you know. It's great. Tell me tell me that doesn't just make you want to get your balls all nice and clean. Your balls will thank you. Go shop. Code PHP at manscaped.com. Make the sack look nice. Hashtag ad. Hashtag manscaped pod. All right. Uh, 
So uh, let's talk about the defense. Um, we all know the defense has been a topic of interest so far this year. Um, Chris, what do you think about the defense right now? Who do you think has been playing the best out of our defensive players, and who do you think's not getting their shit right? Uh, well, start with the last one, the latter. I mean, um, it's obviously John Carlson for me. I feel like he he broke his his kneecap last last season, and uh, he might look like he's lost a, like half a step or something. I don't know. And his decision making, in my opinion, is always bad. But like this season, he's not really making up for it with like a decision that'll end up with like a sure goal uh, or something like that. Um, on the on the flip side, though, I think the defense overall has been a strength. Obviously, like we're we're killing teams, um, like uh, just keeping them to the outside and not giving them too much. Um, and Nick Jensen is is I think my top one this season. I mean, if you just like watch him during his shifts, he does so many like little things that will create like a ton of a ton of open ice, and it gets the the forwards out on a rush like really quickly. Um, Orlov is always good. He's the best defenseman on the team, in my opinion, every year, basically. Although he's taking, like, way too many penalties this season so far. Um, who else? TVR, obviously. Um, he's made it, making it look really stupid that he didn't play at all last year. Um, Faravari, I guess it's really easy to forget that he's a rookie because of how easily he stepped in. So... The defense overall, I don't really have an issue with it. Carlson's negatives get negated by the rest of them, I think. And he's really not that bad. He's just like the whipping boy, I guess, on the team. He's the easy one to point out because the mistakes he does make are very obvious. Like today, their goal is basically on him. The Penguins' goal today is basically on him. But overall, defense is great. What are your thoughts on Justin Schultz so far? I don't. I don't know if I heard you say him in that. Yeah, Schultz. Uh, he's. Uh, when he's not. When he's playing good, you don't notice him. I think he's one of those guys at this point of his career. Like in the past, he was obviously like a big offensive, like defenseman. But I think he's kind of toned that down now. Um, but yeah, like I said, like if you don't notice him, he's probably playing well. And he's on that pair with TVR, and TVR I think can carry a pair. In my opinion, I think he's that good. Gotcha. Uh, Jake, Joey, what, uh, let me hear one defender you think has stood out to you positively and one Marty, negatively. Marty. Uh, okay. uh, all right. Fair Yes. Um, Orloff, I think Orloff's been playing great. He always plays well, but like I penalty minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. But he's been very good on the defense. Can I say a player I hate or are we going that next? Yeah, you can do that. Yeah, Carlson. I'll say I'm not entirely right. impressed on Schultz. I'm like, you're paying him $4 million a year, and he's been kind of mid. Um, I think, obviously, it's, it's not a case of I'm, I'm seeing him like mess up, which is fine. I'm just not seeing him do anything. And it's like, you know, whether or not he needs like time on the power play, which he's not going to get anymore, or he needs like more ice time, which he's not going to get anymore. Um, that'll be something that happens. The good news is he's a free agent, and there's no chance in hell we re-sign him. I'm, I'm just, I think with Alexiev yeah. getting ready, he's going to probably take over. Um, Kempney, you know, we don't need more defensemen that are not playing for us, taking up contract space. 
Um, so I think it'll obviously be a case of he gets fly by wherever the hell he goes. I hope Edmonton overtake and that'll be hilarious. Um, that'll be funny. You know, they overtake for Cody Ceci and then uh, Justin Schultz. That'll be a card. Um, but yeah, Justin Schultz. I, I, I think Carlson is a bit of an interesting one because I think a lot of what makes him good is the power play and how well he is at facilitating that. And with the power play being like a one-trick pony right now, it really is tough for him to kind of be and justify his, his top flight minutes. He's not terrible by any stretch of the night. Like, he's not Seth Jones where he's just getting blown out of his socks every night. It's like he's competent in most cases. He just makes like a couple weird decisions a night. And it's like, it's like is this going to be a goal or is it going to be like a tremendous save? And it's like, it was a goal. It happens. So I I don't really give a shit about Carlson. I, I, there are worse situations to be in. And, yeah, that's all I got to say about the team. Meh, Stefanski and the Capitals. Yeah. Um, I don't think either of you said this for your defender that you really like right now, but I'm definitely going to say Nick Jensen. Oh, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I guess you guys dropped the ball on that. Will's the one that always drops Nick Jensen. Nick Jensen, Nick Jensen is, he always, Nick yeah. Jensen, he reminds Nick us Jensen Nick is an Jensen. easy pick. Nick Jensen is an easy pick for this question for me. Jensen for Norris. I, th- I think he's arguably the defender for us. That's just looked the most overall sound. Um, obviously. So, you know, everyone had mixed feelings for Brendan Dillon over the Next. past period of time. <laughs> Anyways, all right. But the thing the thing that, like, bothered me the most about Brendan Dillon when we had him on our team was his decision-making. Like, Nick – I mean, Brendan Dillon's a very talented athlete. He's a talented hockey player. The thing that just really stood out to me the most was his decision-making. Like, there was just so many instances where, like, there was a really easy play to be made and he would do something like completely opposite of it, and it would just absolutely ruin us. But Nick Jensen, I feel like, is just a really good decision maker. Like when he when he gets it like on our defensive boards, and like he's being cornered, like he somehow a lot of the time finds somebody to get it to. A lot of like, and if he has to clear it and just dump it, he somehow does that. He's obviously a very talented defensive player. You know, he definitely locks it down, but. I mentioned it before. He leads the freaking NHL right now in plus minus by three. Like, I, I mean, I know plus minus is a pretty misleading stat and can in times be irrelevant or not showing the entire picture. But if you're, if you're plus 15 plus minus in the NHL, I mean that like you have to be doing something good, you know? So Ovechkin's second, he he's at 12. Anthony Duclair and Josh Morrissey are second and fourth, and then Dreisaitl's fourth, and Orlov is also fourth. There's like six people tied for fourth. But Nick Jensen's plus 15 right now. Overall in his game, I just think he looks sound. I think he looks just solid. So, you know, good shit, Nick Jensen. But if you guys, like, if you remember, like, the the, the Niskanen-Orlov pairing from the, the cup final, like, yeah. that year, that pairing was so good. That's what the Jensen and Orlov pairing reminds me of this year yeah which is a good sign obviously definitely that pair was so good in his prime i'm not gonna lie i matt neskinen had some some tough moments but i do miss him at times but yeah for my for my defender who uh i'm not liking right now is i'm gonna go with the general opinion and say john carlson that that one goal where uh how do you what's the guy's name kaliev or something kaliev yeah, Kaliev, whatever. The the one goal he had on John Carlson was just 
just inexcusable. Like, yeah. I don't know how to skate. I I have a hockey. I'm part of a hockey podcast, and I can't skate to save my me life. Too. I know it. Like, it's me funny, too. A little bit. But <laughs> I, I like roll. you could put me on the ice in my socks, and I feel like I'll put up a better defensive effort than John Carlson. Like yeah. I like John Carlson. We're paying him how much Eight money? Million. He's 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 won the Norris before. He's John Carlson, dude. He's He's the number three of our to big be fair, three. That deal, by the way, we're approaching. You, you got to do better than that. Not eight, like for what it's worth, that deal we're approaching the second. I think it's in the second half because it was a seven by eight. Chris, you might know this better than I do. I think it's a seven by eight for Carlson when it was after the Cup year. Chris, is it a is it, it's a seven by eight, right? The contract for Carlson. Um, I can check real but quick. I think it's, um, we're at least like approaching the halfway or the and like Carlson isn't done. Yeah, this after this season after this season will be the halfway. So I think. Four more years, I think Carlson still offensively produces well and is defensively not terrible. Plus, we have a bunch of young guys coming in, and they're making him look a lot better. Favari has been a godsend, by the way. Can y'all remember when, like, Fev, like it was... Favari's been Favari very good. Been I like Favari. He's so Carlson. good. I think Carlson's probably, like, thanking every lucky star in the world that Favari exists. Because I don't think he wanted to... He, like, pulling Orlov away and putting him on Carlson's pairing was fun... But, like, those are our two best defensemen, and they're on one line. That means you get to other lines last season. It was like, it's like, oh, what do we have here? The mystery box of Justin Schultz and Brandon Dillon or the retirement home of Zidane Chara and Nick Jensen, who will either score a goal or prolapse. Like, it's sort of, like, it just feels like sort of happiness. I actually needed myself again. I fucking did it again. God damn it, I needed myself. Um... I was looking at the chat, and I fucking clicked the mute button. Um, but yeah. But defensemen are good, but our forwards, I think, have been pretty good. I don't think there's anybody stupendous that we need to talk about that's been bad. I think all of them have performed at least admirably when called upon. Even, like, the guys we called out, like, Eller have played well again. Hathaway scored. I mean, if we all want to call about one, like, it's Haglin. I'm going to be real with you. Like, what the fuck is Haglin doing? But is there one that's really standing out to you, Chris? Is there one that, on the Capitals of their forwards that you think is really standing out to you this season so far? Like, really making you feel like, that guy, the guy does some stuff. That's awesome. I mean, like, we've talked about him a lot already because we're, we're kind of, like, on him a little bit now. Um, so, But uh, uh, McMichael, obviously. I was a big fan of him coming in, but, like, the, the kid has gotten the game, like, hella quick. Like, a lot quicker than I thought he would. And, like, um you guys were talking about earlier, like his 5v5 numbers are the best on the team. And like, um, he should be in this lineup for the next, what, 10, 10 plus years. And it's a really, really good sign that how quickly he's adapted to the NHL game. Um, from a negative side, it's obviously Haglin. Um, Eller for a while, I think was questionable, but I guess he was probably coming off nursing a little something. Um, and he's been really good this past week, so he's good with me. He's in he's in my good books right now. Sweet. EA, who do you got as your good player? If you want to stay back, we just got Haglin some more. Go ahead. Um, good player wise, I mean, Alex Ovechkin. I mean, again, Ooh. I think I think one of the bad the bad things about our power play. I mean, obviously it's inevitable. Is that it's very predictable? Like we all said, it's just a constant cycling of. Because Netsov to Carlson, Carlson looks both ways and then passes it to to uh, 
to Ovi, and, you know, he takes his signature shot. So, you know, it's definitely not good that it's so predictable, but Ovi's still finding ways to score at 36 years of age. It works. Not right now, but it's worked, you know, generally. But Ovechkin's still finding ways to score at 36 years old. Um, He's on pace right now for, I believe, 47 goals. Um, He's, like, 99% likely to to come into third place in the goal rankings by the end of the year. So good shit, Alex Ovechkin. Keep doing what you're doing. I don't think you'll stop anytime soon. But, yeah, Carl Hagman looks like dog ass. Um, Like, I again, I cannot skate. I think I'm putting off a better shot than he does on that one breakaway. I mean, come on. You know, you're an NHL player. You're a professional athlete. You shouldn't be as bad consistently at the main focus of your position in your sport as he is. So obviously he's valuable on the penalty kill. Obviously he serves more minutes on the penalty kill than anyone else on our team. But, you know, you, you gotta be able to hold your end on offensive side side of things. So he needs to get that shit together again. When Eller, I mean, when Backstrom and Dow come back, we're going to see McMichael probably go to the bench, sadly, or things happen. I would, in the blink of an eye, put McMichael somewhere and take Hagelin out. So, you know, yeah. But uh, we've got a few games coming up. Or yeah, Jake. My bad. Um, Oh, I'm going to yell at Hagelin some more, so don't worry. Um, (laughs) Connor McMichael. I'm just going to say McMichael. A, because Connor Lowen has been playing so well. But that's all I'm going to say. It really needs no explanation because we've explained it so much that – He's been very good for us, so. Oh, I just love, I love him. <laughs> but um, yeah, Carl Hagelin. Have you guys ever, when you were younger, have like a fresh new pair of socks and you have a hardwood floor and pretend to like skate on it? Yeah, that's a six-year-old doing that is better at skating than. <laughs> that's actually really good. Um. <laughs> that's. Did you guys ever have those little like sandal things that like you yes. put on your feet? And you'd slide yep. on the carpets. I had a pair of those, even though my house isn't carpeted. Yeah, so and that's better than Carl Haglin. It's better than Carl Haglin. Um, I guess I'll go for mine. Yeah. My one for I'm gonna go out of the out of the box here. Uh, I'm gonna pick Hathaway. Um, I was gonna talk about this last week. I didn't know what the hell was going. Yeah, Hathaway's been Hathaway. good. Uh, he did not look very good in the first two games. Um, but he had definitely. He, I mean, shit. He was looking phenomenal the past couple games. And if this is the Hathaway we're seeing, I mean, shit. We're paying in vet minimum stuff to be this. I'm down for that. Um, and my he hadn't scored a goal until yeah, Friday, he had he? Three I don't now, think he had. Like top five on the yeah, team. he hadn't he hadn't scored a goal until Saturday until Friday, and now he has three. Um, so yeah. And as for my bad forward, Haglin's an easy pick. Um, yeah, I think he's just Haglin. Um, I mean, I I I don't know what the fuck this dude is. Like, he's such an enigma as a hockey player. It's so weird. Like, he's a defensive mastermind. He is incredible in his own end. There is nothing stopping that. He is great at passing the puck, skating. But the second you tell this man, shoot at that open net, he's like, fuck, and shoots it in the fucking stands. Like, I cannot tell you, like, how weird this goddamn man is. If this dude had half the scoring touch Ovechkin did, he would be scoring 50 goals a year. 
with how great of chances he's gotten, with how fast and skilled he is, and I just would love it. I would love it if Haglund started playing better. I'm not saying I, like if ha in a perfect world, Haglund scores a bunch of goals and I'm a happy man. But this isn't a perfect world, and Haglund isn't scoring. So, um, yeah, Haglund's my guy, and no, Chris got to do this one. Chris did this one. Um. I'll, I'll also add, I think his net style has been playing well. Obviously, he's like top six in the NHL in points. I'm still not apologizing. One thing, from a from a spectator point to Kuznetsov, you get like four breakaway chances a game. At some point, you're going to have to not just every single time go from forehand to your backhand and try to go five hole. It works a lot, but people are going to start picking up on that. NHL goaltenders obviously watch film. Mm -hmm. They're gonna see that you do that every single time and pick up on it, like today Jari did. So, you gotta you gotta pull something else out of the bag of tricks. I think I think Japers drink said it like he scored the one that mattered, and he can miss like any other one after the one he scored in Pittsburgh in the playoffs. Like he can miss every shot he takes from the rest of his life, in my opinion. No, oh, yeah, definitely. I agree. Um, so now. We've got ourselves the predictions for this week. There are three games this week. Obviously, tonight there was a game, but we started during it. Capitals won 6-1. to one. If you don't know that by this point when it gets up on Monday, tomorrow, um, that's your own fault. Um, but we have got ourselves going up against the Ducks, the Kings, and the Sharks. If my memory serves me correctly, I'm going to check this real quick. Yes, Ducks, Kings, and Sharks. No, I'm checking. We are going to play at the Ducks. So we're heading out oh. west. To the good old California. We're going to go play California teams. I'm so excited. The Ducks, the, the Kings, the Sharks. And then we also play Seattle on Sunday. And that's a late, late game. That's 9 o'clock when that game starts. Dude, I completely forgot that Anaheim is in California. <laughs> um, I don't know why. It, I thought it was like somewhere like higher. Then you can think like a near suburb of Los Angeles. People don't consider it his own city sometimes. Which, if you're from Anaheim, fuck you. I don't care what I say. Um, so... Um, <laughs> I'm kidding. I love people from Anaheim, but the point is, is your predictions for this game? Let's start with Chris. You got Ducks at at the Ducks, at the Kings, at the Sharks, and if you want to predict, you can predict. It is going to be at the Seattle Kraken. We're going to be going to Seattle for the first time and playing. A Do Seattle next episode because we'll be recording on that day. Okay. Well, the Ducks are like really hot, so the Caps though. Um, I'll say maybe an OT loss there. First game in California, maybe a little travel woes. I don't know. Then I think uh, take care of the Kings and Sharks both. So we'll go 2 0 and 1. I like that. All right. Yeah, um, do you want me to go? Or you right. go? Yeah, I'll, sure. I'll, I'll go. Quick. We both uh, shook our heads. All right. Um, yeah. Uh, Ducks, I think it's definitely going to be a close one. The Ducks, like you said, have been really hot for the last week or two. Um,. I'm going to say we beat the Sharks. I mean, not Sharks. I'm going to say we beat the Ducks in that first game of the road trip. I'm going to say we beat the Ducks. But the I believe, yeah, we played the Kings the day after, so it's a doubleheader. We are going to lose to the Kings. <laughs> the King, have, have they lost, like, yet, or are they still on a streak? They, they're still on a streak. They're on, like, a seven- or eight-game win streak right now. I think they, it's seven. They have, they're, okay, yeah. Unless well, they won. I don't know. Oh, wait, didn't they play yesterday? I don't know. But point is, the Kings are all of a sudden very, very good. The Kings, oh, they lost uh, yesterday. Did they lose yesterday? Yeah. Okay. The they lost. 
They lost game. yesterday to the Jets. So I think we lose to the Kings. The Kings yeah. have looked really good sure. lately. Me and me and Jake, me and Jake were talking on Twitter with uh is he one of your friends, Jake? Or? Yeah, the boy Andrew Brown. He he goes to UCLA, but he went to QO. But um, okay. he's a Cavs fan, but since he's out there he goes to Kings games. But yeah. Are you gonna go to the game the, or never bet against down? never no. Jonathan Quick um, has in a season coming coming this no, year. No, I think he's on break. But um he said never bet against the Kings and I should have listened to him. Yeah. <laughs> both time. times that me and Jake bet against the Kings, they they ended up winning. They, they in good won, fashion. so we just started doing it. But him he's yeah. the boy. Shout out Andrew. Shout yeah. Out Andrew but Brown. I uh, say we lose to the Kings, then I think I think we can beat the Sharks. The Sharks started off the season really hot, but as of late they haven't looked that way. Also for the Ducks, the Ducks did beat the Canucks five to one today. Uh Zegras scored. Zegras scored again. Milano scored. Henrique scored, and Steele scored. Um, yeah, I don't know the Sharks. I think the Sharks is going to be close just because we're always close. But they lost to the Avs six to two yesterday, and I don't think they look as good as they did to start the season. So I'll say we can beat the Sharks. So I'll say two and one. Yep. Is Ricardo Kell like dead uh, now? Is the Ducks in one? What the hell happened to Ricardo Kell? I don't know. Uh, I think we. I like Ricardo. Yeah. Um, I think we beat the Ducks. Um, Troy Terry is going off for the Ducks, but. Yeah. I think we power through it. Sorry. Excuse me. Um, I think we power through it. Beat beat them. So I think it's gonna be a close game. We don't beat the Kings. Don't bet against the Kings. Shout out, shout out. <laughs> and then um, I think we beat the Sharks as well. I mean. What was the last time we played the Sharks? It wasn't, it wasn't last um, Was it when we like came back in like the last 15 seconds? It's been forever. That game? But no, that was it. That was I it. Think we, right. don't we usually, it. That's the game. Don't we usually do well against the Sharks? We don't, I don't play know. We don't well in San Jose. That often, we but play like Asheville. Whatever. San Jose. We'll beat them. All right. I'll go. Um, I'm... Honestly, we might not beat the Ducks. I'm I don't know. Troy Terry is playing insane. Kings, we lose in overtime. Sharks, we beat handily. Ovechkin goals okay. in each of those games, so it's a three and zero week, anyways. Um, <coughs> and then yeah, and then I'm not gonna pick the Kraken, even though I, I'm repping my boys. If you, if you haven't seen the chat, I'm repping Seattle. I got a Jordan Damn, I should have worn my shirt. Uh, I have a Kraken shirt. Because Damn. you know we're not a Kraken podcast. Kraken. Who cares? I'm wearing an Otani jersey. <laughs> nice, that's awesome. That's pretty cool. Uh, yeah. So uh. But that is what I'm thinking. I'm thinking yeah. two and one or three and zero as we're really calling it, and that will do it for the predictions. And with so to to wrap things up, we'll start off with Chris for this one. But uh, let's give uh, one team that's impressing you right now. It doesn't have to be like the entire season, just like recently. Somebody that's caught your eye is looking good right now, and uh, one player. They don't have to be on the same team. Just. Uh, yeah, one one team and one player. Um, um, from a team perspective, I mean, I don't want to. I think you guys were talking about this earlier. Uh, it's I, I think it's the Oilers. The Oilers are so good because of those two guys. Their power play is like a cheat code. I mean, that team is just ridiculous. If they get any semblance of goaltending, they should be making the Western Conference final in eight games. Like. <laughs> Uh, they're just ridiculous. But from like an individual player perspective, like 
Jordan Cairo on the on the Blues has just jumped out of nowhere. He's got like over a point per game. Even even like Vlad Tarasenko, like this is a guy that like people were wondering if he would get traded for nothing just as a salary salary dump. He's like a point per game player too. So those two guys. Yeah, I got you. I'll go next. You guys can go. Team. Um, <laughs> not gonna lie, I haven't paid attention to the teams. I think. All right, I, I can go if you want. All right, um, for teams, I don't want to say it, but I'm definitely going to say the New York Rangers. Uh, the Rangers have been winning some some noticeable games lately. Uh, Monday, they beat the, the Panthers 4-3. to three. Uh, Kreider scored, Fox scored, Miller scored, and Strom scored. They almost blew the 4-0 to zero lead. They came back and made it 4-3, to three, but yeah. Uh, then who else did they just beat? They beat the, they beat the Blue Jackets on Saturday, five to three and Kreider again, Panarin scored twice and Kreider had a, did he have a hat trick? I apologize, but. Okay, yeah, Kreider had two. Kreider is like Kreider has eleven goals right now. If he if Chris Kreider somehow wins the Rocket, I will I will not watch hockey ever again. But the Rangers <laughs> look good now. They're, you heard they're it winning some good games. But for player, you know, I'm gonna say Troy Terry. Uh, sorry, Jake, but no, it's fine. I've, I I'm saying so. Yeah, so Troy Terry right now is 19 points. He's fifth in the NHL. I'll also say Kyle Connor. I hope that wasn't your other guy. No, no, um, it's not. It's not. Okay. So Troy Terry and Kyle Connor both have eleven goals right now. Um yeah. Troy Terry has like what what'd you say, a fourteen game goal point streak or something? Um, yeah, he got another point today. So and then uh, the obvious answer games. is Leon Dreisaitl. Leon Dreisaitl's playing out of his mind. He leads the league in points by four right now. If he wins the heart, I'll be exceptionally happy. Got my jersey right there. Go Germany. But <laughs> Yeah, Kyle Connor and Troy Terry have looked insane. Drysaddle's Drysaddle, but go ahead, Jake. Whatever, yeah. Um, for the team, I'm gonna say the Kings. Uh, they had a seven-game win streak. They lost yesterday to the Jets, but they've been looking very well. I don't think people uh, expected them to do very well this year, but they have. Um, Jonathan Quick's been playing pretty good. For how old is Jonathan Quick? Do we know. Old. He's been in the league for a little bit, right? Yeah, he's been playing well for his age. His um, prime was like 2012. That's all you need to know. Exactly, but he's been playing well this season for some reason. But I don't know. They keep getting the job done. I mean, they had the seven-game winning streak. Obviously, they just lost. But I think they're going to be continuing to do well. Um, um, for my player, I'm saying Matt Duchesne. He has 15 points in his last 10 games. Um, Good pick. Yeah. Um, the Duchesne-Granwin uh, duo has been ridiculously good in the last few games. Um Sorry, uh, AirPods. But um, yeah, the Duchesne Granwin duo has been great in the last couple games. So my player is Duchesne. He's been playing out of his mind. That's a so. good take. He's he's bounced. I have him on fantasy. I do, too, or I don't. I have Troy Terry on you fantasy have, though. I got yeah. him on waivers. Go pick up Troy Terry. He's like only owned in like sixty percent of leagues. It's insane because really people don't check waivers in fantasy. It's All hilarious. Right. Um, I did some Hannigan research. Um, I'm gonna start my player. Um. Also, Mangiapani. Bro, one. <laughs> Was that your guy? 
<laughs> I'm gonna start my team this you time. Can, you can elaborate. You can elaborate. Um, I'm gonna start my team because I was gonna pick Majiapani. You dick. Um. So one player. You just can't yeah. stop talking. I'm kidding. But I think for the team, I'm definitely gonna be picking. I think someone said Emerson. I'm gonna pick Anaheim as a whole. whole. Um, I think Troy Terry is a big cause of that. Good but Getzlav has been playing well. Their defense is really good. And obviously, John Gibson is finally back and is finally ripping the soul. Shattenkirk from, is good. Ripping the soul from people. And for my last, I didn't check this entirely, but I think they're doing all this without Ricard Raquel, which if they're doing all this without Ricard Raquel. I feel like he was playing at some point recently. I, I mean, saw him score was, like a week ago. I mean, let's see. He's not been playing... I'm trying to see. Just give me a second. He's only played eight games. Also, about Mangiapane, about Mangiapane, the Flames were doing insanely well to, like for the like recently. I think they were my pick like last episode, but they've they've kind of been on like a little bit of a steady downfall right now. Mm-hmm. Did they? Okay, they they won like four zero tonight, right, or something? They they shut them out. They lost to the Leafs on Friday, and they lost to the Canadians on Thursday. So oh. and they lost to the Sharks on Tuesday. Right. So I got my player. Maybe the maybe the maybe the Flames' good start was a fluke, I got but my good we don't player. know. My good player is none other than Mr. Everly himself. Yeah, in case you're wondering, I bought the jersey and the like the first the li- fuck literally the first night I'm a former receiver. The first night I get the jersey, this dude pulls out a hat trick and then is scoring like four straight games. My hair's fucked up. But he scored in four straight games, and it's insane. And I love Jordan Everly. I get to like Jordan Everly now, people. This is amazing stuff for me. And he's been awesome. And I expected him to be the leading scorer for Seattle with how talented he is and being, like, the top guy now like he wasn't in New York with, like, you know, Barzell, Wallstrom, Bavillier, all that stuff. I, I love Jordan Everly, and it's awesome. The Kraken suck, but Everly's cool, so... Chris, do you have any questions for us or anything that you wanted to talk about with us that we haven't gotten to yet just before we wrap up? Um, you know, not really. Um, <laughs> you guys have covered, like, this is, like, a really good job, guys. I'm just saying. You guys have covered, like, everything in my, like, in my very, I guess, biased opinion because you invited me on here. But I think you guys did a really good job. Can you post an article about us? I'm going to post – I will put this in the numbers post, post tomorrow. Let's go. Let's go. I'll buy stock I'll buy if you stock. have stock. <laughs> Do you have NFT, NFTs? NFTs. I'll buy some NFTs. R- RMNB to the moon, baby. RMNB coin. RMNB coin. Get it started. It's just a picture of Alex Ovechkin on a coin. <laughs> I got to find That's... a quote. Um – by the legendary yeah, I will go ahead and wrap this up first things first Mr. Chris very important tradition this is Mr. the most we can't post this without an answer what is your favorite kind yeah. of pizza it can't just be cheese or pepperoni um I think I would have to go I think uh, maybe crispy bacon um a little green pepper action is that backwards <laughs> um <laughs> You said pepper and maybe some, kind of pepper? Yeah, gre- green peppers and okay. crispy bacon. Ooh. I'll go with that. Bacon and peppers and bacon or something? That's yeah. I like that. 
like that a lot. That's a good I, that's Green a good peppers one. are actually a very slept-on vegetable. Right. Yeah. I, I like that's green awesome. peppers. First, thank you. EA, take us out with the quote of the day, and I will wrap it up. EA, give the people what they yeah. need. But also, also, if you're listening right now, you've made it to the end. Thank you for listening. Uh, we appreciate each and every one of you. Thank you for listening to our show. We can't do this yeah, without you. Chris, thank you for coming on the show today. It was a pleasure having you. Um, yeah. Anytime, but boys. Appreciate it. So, if you let me think, I might find one. Let me think. Is my... All right. Um, hold on. We're doing this live. Yes, we are doing this live. Um, all right. Master Ugwe from... Frickin' Kung Fu Panda. Yesterday is history. Tomorrow is a mystery. But today is a gift. Are you gonna let me say the quote? I gotta start over now. This is this is why our show times are so long. Alright. Master Ugwe, Kung Fu Panda. Yesterday is history. Tomorrow is a mystery. But today is a gift. That's why it's called the present. Go out, chase your dreams, seize the day. What's the what's the term for that? Carpe, Carpe diem. diem. Carpe diem. Yeah. Carpe diem. Thanks for coming on, Chris. Chris Thanks for listening today. We love you all. Be safe. Go, go Be listen safe. to Don't Deluxe. Do no, just don't came out. Sponsor Kanye West on here. He doesn't need us. Go listen to Pizza's Your Podcast. Anyways. Chris, thank you again. We're on Spotify and Apple now, baby. It's awesome. Apple Podcast. Thanks, EA, for setting up this live stream. If you're here live, you've been great and amazing, and we will see you guys. And this will be on YouTube. We'll see you guys next time. Peace out.